0: Everyone's got something to prove, including us. What's said or what's written or what happened last year doesn't matter anymore. We're going to be calling out to our fans to really put the pressure on because our noise can carry some serious momentum.
1: You play the Jets, you play their fans. Welcome to Winnipeg, Canada's hockey home. Scheifele scores! Here's Butler, he shoots, he scores! finds the C. Patrick A finds the back of the net. Ground Control the official podcast of the Winnipeg Jets. Hosted by Jets
0: TV. A season that began with expectations ends in disappointment as the Winnipeg Jets uh, fall 3-2 in game 6 of their series with the St. Louis Blues. Jamie Thomas with Darren Millard as we wrap up the final game of the Winnipeg Jets season. Um, Darren I guess Going through this series, Paul Maurice touched on it game after game after game. How tight this series was. Game six was an anomaly. It was not tight, even though the score ended up being a one-goal game. It was a lot. It was not as close as it looked.
1: When you look at the way it started with the early goal, the challenge going against you, and the Winnipeg Jets on their heels, you thought just withstand the storm, the push, uh, all the pressure get it to the intermission, and they did that down a goal. The expectations were it was going to to change and settle in. It didn't. St. Louis Blues posted as dominating a performance as they have through one period, two periods, through the entire series, and I think it it caught a lot of people
0: off guard the way they were able to to roll over their lines and, and carry the strength of the play. Some people may be critical of Paul Maurice going for the coach's challenge on that first goal by Jaden Swartz. Now, Swartz did make contact with Connor Hellebuck before he scored the game's opening goal. Dustin Bufflin went into Hellebuck afterwards, but Paul Maurice gave a very good answer afterwards and provided clarity for a lot of people in that situation, saying he was going with his number one guy. It's funny because this question came up earlier
1: in the series to Paul Marais about whether or not you use a challenge early in the game because you could potentially lose a timeout. And Paul said, look, we, we know what we're doing with our timeouts. We're, we're, we're okay on that. Uh, we've practiced that a thousand times. So if, if there's a situation where you think you might want a challenge and it's early in the game, you go for it. You don't sit on anything. He did that. Two reasons. One, it was right on the line so you you take advantage of that opportunity that you might get the the rub number 2 your goaltender's not happy so you have his back you want to be able to support him and then you've got him you 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 you're showing that you're all in with him uh and and there's those two reasons in particular why it's a no-brainer for me why Paul Maurice made that that choice very rarely in in the National Hockey League do you ever does it ever come up where you have to challenge a second time. Mm-hmm. So it, it was unusual be, that the second goal would fall under the same circumstances. It, it was extremely rare, which is another sign where, you know, like is, is everything going against uh, the the jets in this situation? But I, I like the challenge. I like the decision to go for it, even though it, it didn't work out their way.
0: Just got shot 16 to one in the second period. Now the blues had two power plays jets survived the first penalty by Jacob Truba. Then Dustin Bufflin takes a penalty, gets tangled up at the blues bench. Mm-hmm. Now, they're holding on to a stick. He takes a swing, doesn't make contact, but it's too late. That, Dustin Bufflin was the Jets' best player for a significant portion of the yeah. series. He had two goals and six assists, led the team in scoring with eight points in the six games. But that's a critical moment in the game where you, don't, you can't have that happening. It's the classic retaliation penalty. Even though it is frustrating, and yes, there probably sh- could have been something called, you can't take that penalty the issue was the referee is slightly screened out by the players and the
1: linesman. So he couldn't see what was happening from the St. Louis blues interaction uh, and, and initiative standpoint. All he saw was Bufflin reach over and, and take a swipe at the bench and, and David Perron. Yeah. Uh, so uh, that, that's the retaliatory call. And it's been like that for centuries in hockey that the, the person that, that retaliates gets called. You can't, take a swing or interact with the bench in that regard. And it's going to get called all the time. Sure. It could have been coincidental. Sure. The St. Louis blues uh, initiated that action on the bench, but even if Buffalo doesn't have loses a stick in that, in that uh, sequence, the bench, his bench is just 15 feet away. He he can either get another one or change it. It altered. Look, it, it didn't alter the, the game in the sense that St. Louis was, was carrying the play. But that second goal, that insurance goal, is is such a mammoth uh, difference. It was the first time that the St. Louis Blues had led by by multiple goals in the entire series. And what's more disappointing from a Jets perspective was uh, Buffalo was playing great, mm-hmm. and but it was a veteran player that that should know better not to retaliate.
0: Jets had an opportunity going back to Game Five. Now there was two nothing in their own building. They had yeah. a double mat, a double minor. So they had back-to-back power plays in the second period where you're looking for that killer goal, that, that, that goal for the juggler, step on the throw, whatever, however you want to phrase it. They couldn't convert. They looked tentative, and Paul Maurice pointed that out um, before they left for St. Louis, that they were just a little too tight on that power play. Couldn't get that third goal. The Blues do get that third goal. They the did. beginning part of the of the of the third period, Jaden Schwartz completes the hat trick, Ben Schrott being aggressive, but the pinch of the blue line gets an odd man rush, which is part of why Winnipeg had the big push at the end was mm-hmm. because they
1: were uber aggressive. Right.
0: So they get, the Blues do get that third goal. That's just something you look if you're going to look back in this series. The Jets had that chance. They had to get that three nothing well, goal.
1: Not just the four minute power play, but yeah. uh, Kevin Hayes when his stick breaks uh, mm-hmm. with the puck in the goal line and he accidentally. Uh, inadvertently pulls it out. Kevin Hayes on the breakaway yeah. uh, tries to bank it in. Like there was, there was plenty of opportunities to get that third goal. Uh, uh, the power play doesn't convert. St. Louis's power play with Bufflin in the box does convert to give them the two nothing advantage. And then the uh, the odd man rush uh, in which uh, Shifley and Bufflin weren't able to recover in time to to make the play. But hey, look, I understand why Bufflin was pissed off mm-hmm. at the bench. Somebody grabbed a stick. Like it's, and, I lose and, it. Anybody in, in that position is going to be really ticked off, frustrated, and might take a swing. But in the Stanley Cup playoffs,
0: it, it, it ended up costing costing the Jets a goal. Yeah, and they get the 2 nothing, and then, of course, they get the 3 nothing goal at the beginning part of the third period. Great Jets. patience, though. Schwartz yeah. out waiting.
1: Uh, Bufflin, yeah. who leaves his feet and slides. Uh, and Scheifele uh, is caught in between. What does he do? And Hellebuck has to respect the shot. Or sorry, the pass with Shen off to the side and might might be with Shifley peeling off to the side it, of the net. It, it wasn't it wasn't bagel, but incredible patience by Jaden Schwartz, who had a couple of
0: uh, highlight games for his career. When the Jets first left to St. Louis, down two games to nothing, there were questions about the goaltending for the Winnipeg Jets, mm. and that it was Connor Hellebuck's performance in Game Two that brought those questions. He answered that and then some over the final four games. So if you're going to look at where the series was lost, if you're going to look at who was the better goaltender, I don't. outside of Game 2, you can't look at this and go, no. Jordan Binnington outplayed Connor Hellebuck.
1: No, I don't think there's a goal, ten, goal at, a, a goal that the St. Louis Blues scored after Game 2 where there was, where there was questions. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was some bounces that didn't go their way. There were some good plays uh, by, by the St. Louis Blues. Uh, the three goals in Game 5 were combination of unlucky and hard work. Mm-hmm. Uh by hard work by the St. Louis Blues and a little bit of unluckiness uh by by the Winnipeg Jets. But no goaltending uh goaltending took care of itself uh in in the final four games. Con- Jordan Bennington, I don't think anybody can deny that Jordan Bennington was just that little bit better than Connor Hellebuck. Hunter- Yeah, Connor Hellebuck wasn't poor
0: by any means. Yeah I don't but- have to, I'm not drinking the Jets Kool-Aid on this one saying that Connor Hellbuck outplayed oh, no. played Jordan Bennington. It's just you can't look at this and go, Jordan Bennington was, it was so games, much better.
1: It was four games to two. Yeah. And Jordan Bennington uh, found a way to win uh win in six games. So but but it was this isn't a case where a goaltender you lost because of your goaltending, neither is it a case where Jordan Bennington leaves leaves this series going in the second round where you go, he's this guy has been the difference, lights out uh, uh, con Smythe favorite uh, for the St. Louis Blues early early playoff story sensational. No, he he was good though. He he was he answered a lot of questions about a, a rookie goaltender coming into the playoffs. Uh, never been through that, uh, and I think that'll be a regret for for Winnipeg when you look back at Game Six, an elimination game. Do they do an, tra- did yeah. they do enough with with uh, a tough situation where there's nerves and an opportunity to to, to advance? Did they do enough? To make Jordan Bennington uncomfortable, and that that answer no.
0: Yeah, and then the the two goals the Jets scored in the third period was they were they were pushing. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was a good low place. Sh- one time shot from uh, Kevin Hayes, the rebound comes out, and then the, the goal is scored by Dustin Bufflin to make it three one. Then a beautiful uh, odd man rush from Matthew Pro setting up Brian Little to make it three two. So you kind of saw some of the things that you kind of well that you did have to do and didn't do enough of in the series to beat Jordan Binnington. Um, special teams is another place where you can look at where Saint Louis got better as the series progressed. Mm-hmm. And it looks you look no further than the first two games again, questions about goaltending after two games. The Jets special teams had no question. That was the best part of their game yeah. in those first two one, even though they're down two. The Jets
1: had the better special teams in those first two games. They didn't win. And
0: you're gonna run down the numbers. They yeah. didn't get anything out of it. No. They went two for four in the first two games, the man advantage seven for seven, the penalty kill. Uh games three through six. The Jets power play goes one for ten. And then St. Louis really got better in that department and was some... Scored a big goal in Game big 5. Big goals, yeah. Big goal in Game 6 with a man yeah. advantage. They go 5 for 12 with a man advantage in and Games 3 through 6. And two of those are, are slightly skewed because it was Wheeler in the box. Yeah. And they weren't really even trying to score. They were just trying to, to, to hold on. Yeah, so they, 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 they do get the goals. But the point is is where they looked like they were in trouble... And they worked on their power play ahead of Game 3 and then kind of made some changes. Uh, they got better in that department and scored some critical goals at critical times with the man advantage. It was uh, an adjustment, too, for, for Craig Berube
1: in altering his, his lines, his first two lines, halfway through Game 5. And that, that paid off. Alex Dean had a really good final part of this series for the St. Louis Blues. Braden Shen was a different player in Game 5 and 6. Yeah. Jaden Schwartz was w- w- was good uh, with the hat trick and, and the, the massive goal. goal in Game 5. Uh, so you, you saw the, the coach, just like what Paul Maurice got out of his lineup switch going into Game 3 when he shuffled his lines, uh, you, you saw a, a, a reaction... By the athletes from Greg Brube in game five and six.
0: Well, of course, the Jets will have their final mean availability uh, sometime uh, in the upcoming week. But before that, let's go inside the Jets dressing room for comments after the loss in game six and then hear from head coach Paul Maurice.
1: Shop where the players shop. Jets gear and TrueNorthShop.com are your authentic team stores. Make sure to stock up on all your favorite Winnipeg Jets and Manitoba Moose merchandise today. Visit one of the five Jets gear locations or shop online at truenorthshop.com.
0: This is Adam Lowry. You're listening to Ground Control, the official podcast of the Winnipeg Jets. Uh, they, they played a heck of a game. Uh, you know, we had six shots through two periods. Um, probably not going to get it done, you know. So uh, you got to give them credit. Uh, they got that one early and just kept kept rolling. Home ice was definitely... You know, not taking advantage of. Um, you know that that last game. It's hard not to not to think about that. You know, having the two two goal lead and and them coming back, and then just tonight, I just I think tonight they were just the better team. Um, you know, I think every game was was, was fairly close to series, um, but tonight it just it, it felt like they were better than us. You know, I liked a lot of a lot of our series. I thought we played hard. I thought we played our game. I thought we really stuck it to them for a majority of it. You know, they did get some luck, but you got to be skilled to be lucky too. So, um, as much as I want to blame luck, it's not the whole picture. Yeah, it's tough. Um, no matter what, it's it's uh, disappointing. Uh, you work hard all year to put yourself in a position going into the playoffs, and uh, yeah, it's, it's 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 really tough. Um, know we we fought back at the end of that game and um tried our best but uh it's disappointing well albeit one i don't think tonight's game was indicative of the way the first five went uh but just that such an incredibly tight series shots are almost identical chances the same zone time the same uh the margin for error was very slim in those first five and we were wrong in three of them and right in two of them so tonight this game didn't look like the others so it's the final uh podcast following a playoff game in 2018-19 so it's my final opportunity to give you 50 jets reward points go to jetsrewards.ca and dump dump in dump in the word <laughs> well when you're on the forecheck you can just dump it in but that is not forecheck is the word for jetsrewards.ca 50 jets reward points for dump and you. chase
1: could be a word yeah, down the down the road, but then it gets complicated. Like, yeah. is dump and
0: chase three words, or is it <laughs> so not to just like, all one Not together. to confuse everybody, it's four check, four check, four check. Okay, we're on the four check. I was here. trying to confuse everybody. We are um, just watching the highlights here as we uh, record the podcast. So seeing Nikolai Ehlers in front of the goal. There was a lot of questions uh, that Ehlers would even be able to play in game number six. Did not skate um, on Friday. Uh, did not skate. Take the morning to skate on Saturday. Uh, Apparently afterwards, there was a 99% chance that uh, he wasn't going to play. And then apparently Patrick Laine is a little beat up right now. 90% chance he wasn't going to play, according to uh, Darren Drager of TSN.
1: Which explains why he wasn't taking the warm-up in Games 3 and 4. A little surprised he went back and, and took
0: the skate in, in Game 5. Yeah, we're going to find some out some magic here uh, for the final media availability this year. But maybe that, uh, I th- we were assuming that that was a possible superstition, superstition thing. But now we're going to find out, I think, a little bit later. But the incredible part is, if Patrick Laine was hurt earlier than Game 4, he had his best game... Of the year, not at a hundred
1: percent. Yeah, and and it sounds like it was, and he was he was physical uh, in games uh, three and four. I liked the stand up nature of uh, of this uh, team and the coaching staff and and Palm Reyes, where he said, "Be careful with excuses. Uh, we just got beat." Yeah, he talked a lot about sustainability and and being able to carry things from from shift to shift. Like it was a it was a really hard series to play uh on both sides but but winnipeg just couldn't find that sustainability which may lead more into what we find out from from an injury standpoint and and what they had but uh palm left it with they just didn't they didn't have a lot left and you you saw that in
0: in how things transpired in game six especially in the second period and i mean we can even go back we're not going to do this keep beating on the uh, on Dustin Bufflin here, but that t- that's a real momentum shift in, in that aspect. Um, because you know you're going to get, you
1: at some point, you're going to get that push. Mm-hmm. Can you hang around long enough and keep it close enough that, that that push is going to mean something? Yeah. It did, but you you, didn't, you certainly didn't have a lot of ticks on the clock left uh, when it came to a one-goal
0: game. Questions, 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 and that today is, and tonight is not the time to answer those questions. Well, look around the league, mm-hmm. Jets fans. This isn't
1: unique to the city of Winnipeg and the Jets organization. Uh, Tampa Calgary's Bay, out. Topper one's top Calgary seed. is out. Uh, the uh, National Predators are, are facing elimination. The San Jose uh,
0: Sharks are the higher seed in the in the Vegas
1: series. They're down. It's it's an unusual year. Very circa two thousand six. So uh, it as a top seed or a higher
0: seed, you've got a lot of company. Top line yep. for the Winnipeg Jets. Um, six points combined in the Game 4 victory, nothing much. Surprised
1: me. Surprised me that there wasn't more get-up-and-go from Winnipeg, just as a team, in yeah. Game 5 compared how they dominated and skated and were were able to stretch the ice
0: in, in in game four was the late loss too much to overcome mentally? No, for game I, six? I don't.
1: I don't think so. I think. Uh, I mean, there's. I mean, it's a. Uh, it's tough there's that old adage that question would you rather lose five nothing mm-hmm. or lose on a late goal or an overtime uh because it, it just hurts hurts that much uh but as a as professional athletes uh i don't think it was uh it it, it necessarily uh carried over it the loss stung uh, uh and that takes all your attention more than just uh, just just
0: how they lost Andrew Kopp ended up with five assists in mm-hmm. this series. Uh, not so much a pleasant surprise, but I think the dominance of the TLC line can't be overstated. They were not that much of a factor in Game Six, but along with everybody else, it seems like. But if
1: if Lainey and Ehlers were were as hurt as well, we know Ehlers was was really banged up with the foot. That's that's two thirds of your your mm-hmm. second line. Yeah, that takes a lot of uh, a lot of options uh, out of your way, uh, and and makes it difficult to, to generate offense. Uh, I, I still don't think it's a factor. Winnipeg w- wasn't sharp in the neutral zone, and St. Louis was smothering in the neutral zone. Yep. And that, that changed uh, everything. And you could talk about allowing shots on goal and the pressure that St. Louis got, but the, the flip side of that, where, where Winnipeg, I think, came out short was they just weren't j- able to generate enough pressure
0: themselves. Uh, Thank you so much for uh, responding to the pressure of doing this podcast night after night. Uh, Darren, it was a a pleasure having you aboard. Uh, Wished it could have been, This would have went a little bit longer. It's not my fault. Yeah. Jets go two and four
1: with you here in Winnipeg. It's, uh, I I enjoyed meeting good people and working with even better professionals. Are you hanging around for media day? I don't know. I have to find out. Yeah. Well, great work. I think I will. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. No, there's a, there, there, I met a lot of good people in this organization yeah. this week, two of them in this room
0: Yeah. Young Moss well, I thought you were going to talk David. Say, you, you, one of, The you funny one part of is I looked over and I'm like, who are you talking yeah. about? Because, <laughs> 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 you know, Tyler and Mitch are on the road right young now Young Mosser and mm. young,
1: even younger David
0: Yeah, good people Thanks for everything, bud. uh My pleasure, it was fun, it's good to be home Thanks for listening, everybody this is Big Ground Control, the official podcast of the Winnipeg Jets,
1: hosted by Jets TV. For Jets news, videos, and more, head to WinnipegJets.com.